In the beginning of the 16th century, French settlers crossed the Atlantic to settle in a French colony located in the New World. That colony wasn't modern-day Quebec, however. The colony was known as Acadia. When the British took control of Acadia in 1713, the Acadians were allowed to stay, but eventually that privilege was revoked by the British, and those people were scattered to the winds. Today, the descendants of the Acadians can still be found all over the world. Learn more about Acadia and the Acadian expulsion on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. Before we get into the details of the Acadian expulsion and its aftermath, we need to know the events which led up to it. The French, like the British, had set up several colonies in the New World. Collectively, all of the French lands in North America were referred to as New France. The French had beaten the English to the punch and had laid claim to an enormous amount of land in North America, which included what is today Canada's Atlantic provinces, everything around the southern shore of Hudson Bay, all of the Great Lakes, and all of the Great Plains going down to the Gulf of Mexico. New France was made up of five colonies. The first was Canada, which is today most of southern Quebec and Ontario, the Great Lakes, and much of the Midwest going up to Lake Winnipeg. The second was Hudson Bay, which was the land around the southern part of Hudson Bay. Third was Louisiana, which consisted of much of the Mississippi River Basin and the Great Plains. Fourth was Plaisance, which was most of the island of Newfoundland. And finally, fifth, Acadia, which consisted of what is today the Canadian provinces of Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and New Brunswick as well as the northern half of the state of Maine. 
When most people think of French Canadians, their thoughts turn immediately to Quebec, which is where most French Canadians live today. However, Acadia was separate from Quebec. They were run as different administrative entities, and separate cultures emerged in their different colonies. Not that different from how different cultures emerged in the British colonies of, say, Massachusetts and South Carolina. Acadia was formally founded in 1604, and over the next century, the population grew rather quickly from a small initial group of French settlers. The region was on the border of French and British colonies, and there were small armed skirmishes all over the region for decades as the British tried to take control of the colony and its valuable Atlantic ports. The British finally got their wish in 1713, when the Treaty of Utrecht was signed, ending the War of Spanish Secession on the European continent. As part of that treaty, the British were given control over Acadia, not including what is today Prince Edward Island and Cape Breton Island. With control of Acadia, now called Nova Scotia, the British found themselves with thousands of French settlers living in what was now British territory. They spoke a completely different language, practiced a different religion, and, most importantly, had a totally different set of loyalties. The British were concerned that the French settlers would aid and support the French and hurt British affairs in the region. They initially wanted all of the French settlers in Acadia to sign loyalty oaths of allegiance to the British king, but that wasn't going to fly. The Acadians were worried that they might have been forced to fight against the French if they had signed. Also, their neighbors, the native Mi'kmaq tribe, didn't recognize British control of the region. The Acadians feared that if they signed the loyalty oaths, it might set the Mi'kmaq against them, where otherwise they had good relations. Instead, the British requested that the Acadians sign an oath affirming that they would be neutral in any conflict between the British and the French. Most of the Acadians signed the oath, but not all because many of them were still very anti-British. The status quo managed to stay in effect for about 40 years. Tensions between the British and the French were still high during this period. There were minor conflicts that flared up because of anti-British French priests, and there was an arms race of fort building between the two countries. All of this changed in 1754, when a young lieutenant colonel in the British Army named George Washington broke the peace and launched the Seven Years' War. And here I'll refer you to my previous episode on the subject. The British never quite trusted the Acadians, and this all came to a head in June of 1755 when the French fort Beauséjour was captured by the British. Inside the fort, they found 270 Acadians serving in the French militia, violating their neutrality. With this, the British would no longer settle for an oath of neutrality. The Acadians had to sign a loyalty oath to the British crown. In a meeting between the British governor Charles Lawrence and Acadian representatives, the Acadians refused to sign the loyalty oath. And on July 28, 1755, the decision was made to expel all of the Acadians. On September 5th, British Colonel John Winslow ordered all the Acadian men in the colony over the age of 10 to come to the church at Grand Pre, Nova Scotia. There, he notified them, quote, that your land and tenements, cattle of all kinds and livestock of all sorts are forfeited to the crown with all other your effects, savings, your money and household goods, and you yourselves to be removed from this province. End quote. Needless to say, the Acadians didn't want to go and have all their possessions taken away. And of course, there were many British colonists who eyed the land that the Acadians already had. The British began forcibly expelling the Canadians. They would often surround churches on Sunday to round everyone up. Crops were burned, dikes were breached, and some homes were even burned as well. In 1755, 1,100 Acadians had been placed on ships and sent to British colonies in the Americas such as South Carolina, Georgia, and Pennsylvania where many of them were pushed into forced labor. Many Acadians fled to the woods. Some began fighting in guerrilla raids against the British. Over 1,500 ended up fleeing to New France. 
Some just moved to Cape Breton, which was still under French control at that time. Over a period of eight years, from 1755 to 1763, over 10,000 Acadians were forcibly expelled from Acadia. They ended up in places all over the Atlantic, often without any choice in their destination. Many went to France, some went to Britain, some were sent to the Caribbean. Several thousand died along the way of disease and starvation due to poor conditions on ships. Many families were split up, with the family members never to see each other again because they had no clue where their loved ones were sent. The most notable group of Acadians went to France, and then were recruited by the Spanish to come and settle in the Louisiana Territory. These Acadians became known as the Cajuns. The legacy of the Acadian expulsion can still be seen today. The poem Evangeline was written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow in 1847. The epic poem tells the story of an Acadian girl named Evangeline who was separated from her love, Gabriel. Today, you can visit Grand Pré, which is located only about an hour's drive outside of Halifax. The location is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it preserves the history of the Acadian expulsion. It's become the Mecca for Acadians, which have been scattered around the world. I actually visited Grand Pré several years ago, which is when I first learned about the Acadian expulsion, which was something I had no idea about at the time. One of the most interesting exhibits were photos of Louisiana Governor Huey Long visiting during the Great Depression with a group of Cajun pilgrims. Probably the biggest legacy of the Acadians can be found in the existing Acadian communities that still exist. The Cajuns in Louisiana still practice French customs and traditions and speak their own dialect of French. I actually attended a Cajun Mardi Gras in Lafayette several years ago, and it was very unlike what you'll find in New Orleans. I also attended a Cajun Boucherie, which is a community event where they butcher a hog and cook everything from the head to the skin, and it was one of the best culinary experiences I've ever had. The other big community of Acadians can be found in New Brunswick, Canada. After 250 years apart, the New Brunswick Acadians are very different culturally and linguistically from the Cajuns in Louisiana. The type of French spoken by Acadians in New Brunswick is different from what you'll find in Quebec, and is primarily spoken in northern and eastern New Brunswick. However, in southeastern New Brunswick, you can hear people speaking Chiac. Chiac is noteworthy because of the large number of loanwords from English. I remember having dinner once at a restaurant in rural New Brunswick, and I overheard two people having a conversation at a table next to me. And I could understand about 20% of what they were saying because the words were in English. There is another French dialect known as Brayon, which can be found in the northwest corner of New Brunswick, near the border of Quebec. In both Louisiana and New Brunswick, you can see the Acadian flag flying in front of houses. It's basically the French flag with a gold star in the upper left top of the blue stripe. The Acadian expulsion was one of the most significant events in the history of Canada and of the British colonial era. Yet, unless you're from some parts of Canada or Louisiana, it's a part of history that many people have simply never heard of. Everything Everywhere Daily is an airwave media podcast. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com. And remember, if you leave a review or send in a question, you too can have it read on the show.